But uh, yeah, as I was preparing for today, I thought there's a good chance I may be live streaming from home. So I should pick a short parable, uh, something without a lot of uh, details, a lot of not a lot of components that we have to work through. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, if you have a Bible, I encourage you to open up to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13, uh, starting in verse 31. And just so you know, this is not going to be like a traditional worship service. Um, this is going to be pretty quick. It's going to be more of a, a Bible study um, where we look at this parable together. Um, so, but before we do that, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Uh, we thank you for the snow, even though it can be a pain to, to move it. Um, we thank you for the beauty of uh, freshly fallen snow. And uh, we just invite you right now uh, to work in our hearts, help us to pay attention to these words. And uh, Lord, we invite your Holy Spirit to work transformation in us uh, and to enlighten us through what we read. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Matthew 13, starting in verse 31. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. So over the last month, several of the parables that we've looked at have begun with that phrase, the kingdom of heaven is like. And I've encouraged us to have several things in mind when we hear those words. Things like the way God operates is like this, or the fundamental nature of reality is like this. Now, when Jesus was doing his ministry, he came at a time when the Jewish people had an expectation that one day the world would become the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Those two um, names could be used interchangeably meaning they believe that one day the world would become as it should be, that things would be set right, that there would no longer be any distinction between the will of God and the way things actually were in the world, uh, that the, the world would be a place of harmony and peace, uh, what was called perfect shalom, uh, where everyone would recognize and worship the true God. And they also believed that this kingdom would begin with a special leader coming to power in Israel, a person that they called the Messiah. And it was believed that this Messiah would lead the nation of Israel to supremacy in the world. And through his government, the reign of God would be spread throughout the earth. So if you had asked people in those days, hey, tell me what the kingdom of heaven is like. A lot of people might have said something like, the kingdom of heaven is like an armed rebellion 
triumphing over Israel's enemies. Now, when Jesus began his ministry, he began by announcing the kingdom of heaven is near. What, what you have been longing for, waiting for, is arriving. Okay, But when he taught about the kingdom, what he said wasn't what people expected. Right? As we've been looking at over the last month, he said things like, the kingdom of heaven is like a boss who values generosity more than fairness. Or the kingdom of heaven is like a master forgiving someone's unpayable debt. So instead of emphasizing things like military conquest and political power, Jesus talked about things like humility, justice, forgiveness, mercy. And people were confused. People were saying, you know, how can the kingdom of heaven be near? Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is near, but doesn't seem like the kingdom of heaven is near. They expected the kingdom to look much different when it showed up. They didn't quite understand how God operates, right? They didn't understand the fundamental nature of reality. And so Jesus told these two short parables to explain how God does operate, one about a seed and one about yeast. And what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about three things that I hear Jesus saying through these parables, specifically three things about how God operates. So if you're taking notes, here's number one. The way God works is often hidden. The way God works is often hidden. Seeds, of course, can be so tiny that you don't even notice them, right? And you can walk by a seed that has been planted in the ground and you have no idea that it's there. And similarly, I mean, I'm not a baker, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, yeast could be worked through dough, but you might not realize that it's in there. Uh, and what Jesus is saying is that he is like the seed. He is like the yeast. He has come to usher in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. He has come to set things right with the world. But he's doing it in a way that's not obvious. Right? He's not leading a revolution to destroy the evildoers. He's not raising up an army. He's not leading a coup. People expected the Messiah to come like a bolt of lightning with power and glory. But Jesus said, well, the way I work is more like a little seed. It's more like yeast and dough. To a lot of people, it's not going to be obvious who I am. It's not going to be obvious that the kingdom of heaven is coming through me. But it is. It might not be obvious that I am God in the flesh, but I am. The way God works is often hidden. A lot of the time, the way God works is not showy. It's not obvious. God seems to prefer to work in ways that seem small or insignificant from our perspective, like through prayer or through reading a book, uh, through a conversation with a friend. Um, through someone saying, I forgive you, through simple acts of generosity, through
through something like inviting somebody to dinner, um, through, through a little bit of bread and wine on a communion table. But through those things, the seeds of the kingdom of heaven are planted in us. And the yeast of the kingdom of heaven is mixed into our hearts. And God works. We can be a lot like the Jews in the first century. Uh, we can also have expectations for how God should bring the kingdom of heaven, how God should make things right with the world. You know, maybe we think that God should strike people dead the moment they do something really terrible, but that doesn't usually happen. Maybe we think that God should just completely remove any sinful desires that we have the moment we become Christians. That doesn't happen. Maybe we think that God should do miracles whenever we ask, but God doesn't work that way either. God brings the kingdom of heaven God's way, not ours. And God's ways are not our ways. Here's another way to think about what Jesus is saying here. Just because we're not impressed doesn't mean God isn't doing something great. Just because we're not impressed doesn't mean that God isn't doing something great. I think sometimes people have this idea that I should be having amazing spiritual experiences every time I read the Bible or every time I go to church. And then if they don't, they think something must be wrong. Uh, and in the worst case scenarios, they might think that, you know, God isn't even there. But again, just because we're not feeling amazed doesn't mean that God's not at work in us. The seeds are being sown. The yeast is being mixed in and causing the dough to rise. The kingdom is advancing. And we might not be able to perceive it. There's a, a hiddenness to it, but it is happening. So that's the first thing that I hear Jesus saying through these parables. The way God works is often hidden. We should be mindful of that. And the second thing that I hear him saying, number two, is the way God works requires patience. The way God works requires patience. Seeds don't turn into trees instantaneously, right? And bread does not rise instantaneously. There's a process that occurs. Now, of course, the right conditions can speed up that process, but they can't eliminate the process. You can't shortcut it, right? The seed needs that time to turn into a tree and the bread needs that time to rise. And similarly, the kingdom of heaven is coming to earth through a process. We might wish it was instantaneous, but it's not. Jesus is the seed that got it going, but his tree is still growing and more birds are still coming to perch in its branches, metaphorically speaking, of course. 2,000 years later, that process is still unfolding. And similarly, in our own lives, as we grow in our faith, there is a process that has to take place. We don't become mature instantaneously, right? The seeds 
of God's word need time to grow. The dough needs time to rise. And I think it's important for us to recognize this because what we tend to want are amazing spiritual experiences with instantaneous results. I think a lot of the evangelical church in America has operated with that mindset. We want amazing spiritual experiences with instantaneous results. But more often, uh, what we get is God working in us through ordinary ways over long stretches of time. And if we have this expectation that we have to have amazing spiritual experiences with instantaneous results, we often end up disappointed. Recently, a friend of mine shared on Twitter about how she had looked through one of her journals from almost 20 years ago. And she said that reading it caused her to go into a full body cringe. And I'm sure that some of us know exactly what she's talking about. Uh, she was disturbed by the immaturity of her former self. And she said something like, how could I have existed in the world in that way? And um, maybe you can identify with that. Now, of course, it wasn't like one day she was zapped with this maturity ray and her perspective completely changed, right? That's not how it works. It happened very slowly over time. I'm sure that the change was imperceptible from one day to the next, just like you don't go to bed one night and then wake up in the morning and look at yourself and think, wow, I aged so much since last night. Um, the change is imperceptible from day to day, but a change is happening. And so when my friend looked back 20 years later, she was like, I can't even recognize this person as myself. I've changed so much. And I think that's a really good illustration of the way that God works in us, right? Over time, like a seed turning into a tree, we grow and we change. It doesn't mean that there aren't ever dramatic moments where we do feel like, wow, that was a sudden shift in me. Um, but generally speaking, ordinary things over long stretches of time are what lead to significant lasting change and growth. But this is important, okay? We can grow and change slowly in the wrong direction. In order to mature as followers of Christ, we need the right conditions, right? Just like any seed that's planted needs water and sunlight to grow. Otherwise, it withers. Um, similarly, the seed of faith that's been planted in us needs its own kind of water and sunlight. Otherwise, it withers. The water and sunlight of the kingdom of heaven are things like prayer, worship, communion, Bible study, uh, fellowship, conversations with other followers of Jesus, serving those in need. Uh, those things are the water and the sunlight. Now, sometimes we do those things and 
we feel blown away or amazed, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go to church or read the Bible and it like our socks will be knocked off because something will be impressing us. Right. But sometimes we do these things and we just feel unimpressed or even bored. But what we have to recognize is they are water and sunlight uh, to the seeds of the kingdom. Uh, water and sunlight isn't necessarily the most exciting thing in the world. Um, but it's necessary and it's needed and, and it's powerful. Um, if we patiently participate in these things over time, the kingdom of heaven grows in us more and more. And that leads me to the last thing that I hear Jesus saying through these parables. Number three, the way God works is effective. You know, a seed may just look like a tiny little dot in the palm of your hand. But if you hide it in the ground and be patient, that little dot can eventually produce roots that crack pavement, right? Um, that little dot can become a home for dozens of birds. The yeast parable also emphasizes how effective God's process is. Did you notice how much bread that woman in the parable is making? 60 pounds, right? That is a lot of bread. But the yeast is worked all the way through it. It's gonna cause all 60 pounds of dough to rise. So it's effective. The way that God works, works. You know, I think at some point, all of us have asked, why doesn't God do things differently? You know, why does he allow the world to be so messed up? Uh, why doesn't he reveal himself more obviously to people who don't believe in him? Why is he bringing the kingdom so slowly? You know, why are we still waiting for Jesus to return thousands of years after his first coming? And these parables tell us because the way God's doing things works. You might think that there's a better way to bring the kingdom of heaven, but there's not. God knows exactly what he's doing. He knew exactly what he was doing, choosing to die on a cross. He knows exactly what he's doing when he says, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He knows exactly what he's doing when he says, um, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. He knows exactly what he's doing when he tells us that the kingdom of heaven looks like humility and generosity and grace and forgiveness. He knows exactly what he's doing when he hands off the job of sharing the kingdom to us, to the church, and says, go and teach everything I've commanded, and I'm with you always. And he knows exactly what he's doing when he sends the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. He's growing the seeds. He's raising the dough. He's making us more like him. And he's redeeming this messed up, broken world. And our job is to trust and persevere. To keep watering and sunning the seeds that he's planted in us. Even during those times when the water and sun doesn't seem that exciting to us, even 
during the times when we're feeling bored or impatient, even during the times when it feels like it's not working, we're called to trust and persevere because God knows what he's doing and it works. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The fundamental nature of reality is like this, like a seed, like yeast in dough. Lord, uh, we thank you for these reminders of how you work. And I pray that they would inspire in us the faith to keep trusting, to keep following you, especially if we're at a point where we're feeling discouraged. Um, Lord, the, the scriptures say that even John the Baptist uh, doubted at a point um, that when he was in prison, he uh he, he asked, uh, is, is Jesus really the one? Is he the one who was promised? Because things aren't going the way that I expected. And of course, the answer was yes. He is the one who was promised. He is at work. He is fulfilling the promises. Trust. Lord, help us to do that. Lord, we, uh, we thank you again uh, for your word. And uh, we pray that you would continue uh, to grow the seeds that have planted in, been planted in us. In Jesus' name, amen.